Welcome to another mini episode of Murder, Myth, and Mystery. I'm your guest host, Pam, and today we are going to talk about skinwalkers. Skinwalkers are And we did this on uh, one of our podcasts just not too long ago. Right. Well, we talked about Skinwalker Ranch. Ranch. Yeah, so you guys might remember the episode with Janine talking about the Skinwalker Ranch in eastern Utah. Um, What I'm going to talk about today is a little bit different, though. So... In terms of the Skinwalker Ranch, there's a lot of, you know, paranormal activity that has been reported around there, that sort of thing. Um, it really doesn't have too much to do with the actual Skinwalker legends from Navajo um, Native Americans. Not so, just Navajo, it's other... Well, right, but it, it's kind of originated with Navajo and kind of expanded from there throughout. Right. And that's actually where I heard about them was from my friend Nate, who... We called Navajo for obvious reasons. But um, skinwalkers are believed to, ha- to be a, a secret society in the Navajo community. Hold on, and, a secret and society? Also, mm-hmm. and also mm. at uh, Skinwalker Ranch, the, so the tribe that is near that ranch is the Ute tribe. that, um, And they had believed that the Navajos had cursed them. Yeah, and so... Or cursed that land. Right, and so... That kind of ties into how the Navajo think that they, you know, started becoming skinwalkers, that sort of thing. It doesn't mm. have to do with the Utes or the Arays, but um, it actually has to do with the Anasazi. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of like this spiraling... Inter-tribal... Well, yeah. Okay. So I actually first heard about skinwalkers probably five or six years ago from my ex's sister. I had never actually heard about them before. So she lives down in Bluff, Utah, which is in the Four Corners. Okay. Um, It's the middle of damn nowhere. I've been through Bluff. It is middle of nowhere. Yes. And she was dating a Navajo for a while, and she's also a teacher down there on the reservation. So I first heard about skinwalkers from her, although she really won't talk about them much. I actually, um, I saw her earlier this week and then I talked to her just this morning and I tried to get her to kind of open up a little more and tell me about it. And she 100% refuses. And she's white girl, blonde hair, you know, grew up in Bountiful, Utah, but she's lived down in Bluff for probably the last six or seven years. And, you know, all she really said was that things have happened even to her in the desert and she won't even talk about it. Um, And that was, I mean, it is a huge belief not to talk about them because you're welcoming them to you. And with my friend Nate, he only talked about it when he was drunk. And it was like so drunk (laughs) that that's where we could be like, hey, tell us the stories of, you know. Right. And they were crazy and scary as shit. And they're so feared. Like that's another reason why they don't talk about them is in that culture, skinwalkers are the most feared thing that you can even imagine. So kind of a speak of the devil and he shall appear kind of thing with, yeah. Yeah, or Voldemort. Or (laughs) Or Voldemort, (laughs) yes. By the way, Pam is a huge Harry Potter nerd. And she's single, so reach out to us. Hey, nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they like these three topics if they're listening, so. Right. Oh, speaking of which, I did find a dating site for people who have common interests in paranormal stuff. And there was, like, a room for each type of... All right, we're going to have to talk about that after Just saying. <laughs> totally found up. Okay, so uh, for the reasons that Mary just talked about, you know, it's really hard to get anybody, you know, any kind of Native American to really even talk about them, whether they're Navajo or not. 
you know, a lot of this is conjecture. There's not a lot of true, you know, real information on it. You can't really find out that much about it, especially as a white person in Salt Lake City trying to research it on the internet, you know? Well, in Salt Lake City is one thing. I mean, we're in, Utah has a lot of Native American tribes here, but still, if you're not of the tribe, then... Right, yeah. right. And my ex's sister, she teaches on the reservation and, ha- you know, all the kids that she teaches are Navajo and all that. And so, you know, she's got a lot of knowledge on this and has heard a lot of stories but she won't even talk about it. In fact, this morning when I talked to her, she she is fairly convinced that something is going to happen to me tonight because I'm going on a podcast talking about them. Oh, shit. Oh, you did not tell me this before you brought your ass over here. So I'll have to update everybody in the morning to make sure I'm still okay. Don't bring that juju over here. They don't come up in the city. You don't know. They travel. <laughs> They carpool. They can. They Uber. They can, no, they Uber. don't need to because guess what? They can run over 200 miles in one night. What? I'm going to excuse myself and go salt the house again. <laughs> it works the first Get some time. garlic, whatever you need. All those myths. Some silver bullets. Uh, wood yeah. Salt actually works, though. Salt. salt. It's been proven to it's work. It's a scientific fact. Do we have any goats salt. now, Eric? Any You're goats? welcome. We have, we have no goats. Ghosts. Oh, I don't know. We get some weird well, shit. Calm down, Peggy. I just heard a weird boofing noise. Did you hear that? <laughs> there it is again. Seymour. No, <laughs> that's Louie. That's Louie. Louie. I believe that's the spirit of a corgi. <laughs> this the corgi. The bossy, bossy spirit yes. of a corgi. The boofing yes. of a corgi. The boofing. Okay, of a corgi. so for those of you who don't know what a skinwalker is, um, a skinwalker is essentially a person with the ability to transform into any type of animal at will. So different than a werewolf on a lot of different levels. So werewolves get bitten by other werewolves, turn at the full moon, they can't control it, that sort of thing. Um, and we'll talk about how. Um, how uh, the natives and tribes can become a skinwalker here in a little bit. But they usually take the form of coyotes, wolves, foxes, eagles, owls, or crows. So essentially all the things that you would normally see down in the desert, southwestern United States, Mm -hmm. so that they can kind of blend in. So like Transfiguration from Harry Potter. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up. Yeah, but, you were you were thinking it. Yeah, I have yeah, I could just go on and on about that. But um <laughs> another thing too, in addition to um you know, being able to transform into these animal figures, they can also kind of steal the faces of different people, and we'll talk about that too, and they can appear as somebody you know. So, mm. we'll discuss that as well. So, in the Navajo language, the word skinwalker, and I'm totally going to butcher this, yi naglushi. Okay. Like N A G L. Uh, y E E. Y E. Space N A A G L O S H I I. Okay. Yeah. I don't think any of us here could probably pronounce that correctly. Yeah. And if I'm anyone sure that, was going to correct you, it would be Eric. Janine and I just said that. I'm not even going like, to try. like, yeah, that sounds good. That Native sounds American good. words, when, when somebody knows how to speak them properly, they sound amazing. Right. But if you don't know what you're doing, it comes across just horrible. Oh, yeah. I'm bad. sure I butchered that, and I apologize if there are any Native American listeners. Right. They've turned off this cringing. episode already. Right. Like skinwalkers. <laughs> well, they didn't even play it because of the title. The title, so, yeah. yeah. Skinwalkers. Nope. So what that translates to is he who walks on all fours. So when you have a skinwalker, when they're an animal form, their eyes are still human eyes. 
And when they're in human form, their eyes aren't animal eyes. Oh, so there's always a little bit of yin and yang action Mm -hmm. going on here. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're usually, when they're in their animal form, they're usually seen naked like an animal would Mm -hmm. be, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Unless you put clothes on your dogs. But Which we like do. Like a coyote or a wolf or something like that, obviously, right? But sometimes they've been seen wearing like ripped or tattered clothes. Like Hulk. Yeah, or a werewolf <laughs> or something. So there's a Or couple... a well, re- werewolf, you know, uh, like a werewolf. A werewolf. <laughs> Those are the, the dandy ones. The, the werewolf. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, anyway, in the upper neighborhood. On, I don't mean to disrespect your your beliefs here, Navajo. So, yeah. So there's multiple legends on the origin of the Navajo Skinwalker. So the first one is that Navajos mastered their shape shifting to escape persecution and relocation. As we all know, white Trail people are awful and, and mm-hmm. did horrible, horrible things to Native Americans. And so there is some talk about. Um, I believe it was Kit Carson that got them all into, you know, basically kind of rounded them up um, to kind of get them into reservations. And there's a little bit of the lore that that's when they first started learning to shapeshift so they could get away from that. So they wouldn't be, you know, put in these not camps essentially but you know like rounded off and put here and here move from the normal lands before reservations were actually reservations yeah right so that's kind of the first you know legend on on how they became skinwalkers um another one talks about the anasazi curse which is essentially that the anasazi were responsible for all the witchcraft in the navajo tribes and that the skinwalkers went into anasazi ruins and grave sites and things like that and would perform rituals and rites to gain these extra powers but the most prominent legend on how you become a skinwalker is you are a medicine man or a high-ranking priest in the tribe and you get these supernatural powers essentially by performing a taboo culturally or a betrayal almost so either murder seduction or corrupting someone in your family so most most people think it it's the murder. So you murder someone and then you can, you know, you have access to these different powers if you're already a high priest or a medicine man. It's kind of like the um when we were, we were talking about the uh, oh jeez, I talked about it. Why can I remember the West Coast version of um ah, why is it totally escaping my brain? Anyway, the chupacabra. Not the chupacabra. no, no I know what you're talking about. Chupacabra. No, but uh, the, uh, the the Wendigo. Yes. The, but there's the West Coast version of them that were, um, but they it was all based on oh, did you commit some kind of sin as far as like having your picture taken or right. play a stringed instrument? But the West Coast like one wasn't that with um, natives in Canada. It was. It was mostly so same Canadian kind of concept, and like and, yeah, exactly. So and of course, animal stuff is very mm-hmm. common in Native American religions all over the whole continent. Um, oh yeah. I mean, you guys heard on that other podcast about growing up in Alaska and how much nature and animals and things like that are kind of incorporated. Right. So many, you know, myths and legends and histories of those kind of tribes involve different kinds of animals. Right. So, I mean, here we go with, with, you know, Wendigo up in Canada and the Great Lakes region. Right. And then I cannot remember for the life of me, the other one that, that I was talking about. And then all the way down here in the Southwest that you've got, 
yeah, the Skinwalker, which is basically the same thing. Though Skinwalker just sounds terrifying with a name like Skinwalker. You know, when I first heard Skinwalkers, I was thinking it was something just like some horrible creature that would like rip off skin or something like that. When really it's just it's a shapeshifter, like a Nazi lampshade or something. A Nazi <laughs> or lampshade. Ed Gein's. Ed Okay. Yeah, they made skin lampshades. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Or Ed Gein with his Ed Gein, skin yeah, dress. His skin, yeah, his buffalo Dipple bill. belt. Yeah. yeah. But so I, mean, I always think it's something terrifying like that. And not necessarily a person that is just a, a shape shifter. Um, but still, I love those stories. Obviously, that's why I talk about Wendigo and whatnot as well. You know, and, and the legends in all of that. So that they're, they're obviously very similar, but yet thousands of miles apart. In which right. if you consider, you know, Native American lifestyles and all that, for them to interact would be extremely unusual right right so that they came up with their own stories yeah exactly so they came up with their own stories that were very similar uh you know probably i mean they could have been a thousand years apart but still they came with these stories that were very very similar sort of man turning into into animal which you don't really find that so much in like european culture and stuff like that you know as far as people turning into animals and whatnot other than werewolf stories which are not that right, old. Right, but you do find others um, in terms of, like, sun-based beliefs. Oh, well, yeah, the pagan those kind stuff, of thi- yes. Well, not just pagans, though, but you find, you know, South Americans versus Egyptians mm-hmm. kind of coming to the same conclusions about things, the same kind of symbols for stuff. Right, astro, uh, astronomy sort of and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, back to skinwalkers. So, um, again, it's a medicine man, high-ranking priest... That has committed murder, done something to kind of betray their family or their tribe. And because this is a a conscious effort, you know, again, unlike a werewolf who gets bitten by another werewolf, this is something that um, somebody wants to become, essentially. Right. Right. And so they're banished from the tribe forever, which is kind of, there's conjecture that that's actually a desired thing because they're already committing this heinous act to become a skinwalker in the first place. So chances are they're probably not too down with the tribe anyway and are cool to just go on their own. Right. right? So they wander the desert um, and they can shapeshift at will. So they can turn back and forth. Uh, most, you know, most accounts have described them as a hollowed out dog-like animal. So again, we have our coyotes, our wolves, our foxes, cougars, which are in the cat family, but still same concept, walking mm-hmm. on all fours, that sort of thing. Um, but for this reason, they're actually in a lot of Navajo um, tribes and different um family groups and that sort of thing, the pelts of those animals are completely restricted because of the association with skinwalkers. Really? So, yeah. And it kind of makes sense. I mean, you have this 12-year-old bored kid grabbing the pelt of a wolf and running around scaring people as a joke with something that really is a deep-seated fear in this culture. Right, right, right. So... Hmm. Interesting. So it's not to say that they won't hunt those, but they won't use their pelts. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as far as what skinwalkers do, um, you know, there's there's different kinds of accounts. So some of them kind of portray them as just mischievous kind of tricksters. So climbing on roofs, banging on walls, banging on windows just to scare people. That's and enough then, for me. 
I right? Yeah. And then <laughs> going an about their business. But you know, can you imagine being in the middle of nowhere in a cabin and hearing an animal walking around on the roof? You see, you know, glowing eyes banging on the window and then it just runs away. I mean, right. that would just And then the dude comes out, dude, did you see that wolf? That was crazy, <laughs> right? Man. Yeah. But Watch has, out for those wolves. You guys should has, leave like right now. But yeah. he has wolf eyes. Oh, that's true. Good yeah. point. He's wearing yeah. shades. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but most of the time, though, you know, a lot of the accounts are, are a lot worse than that. So, um, you know, some people say they climb roofs to figure out ways into the house to attack the family. Mm. Um, they will go and like run alongside vehicles at night, scare them into getting into wrecks. I've that heard sort that. of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have two accounts that I wanted to read. Um, so... The first one involves driving on, you know, roads in the middle of nowhere. This one specifically is near Farmington, New Mexico, which is Four Corners, mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. So this person specifically, in, you know, ahead in the distance in the headlights, they saw a coyote on the roadway and his eyes were glo- glowing. But the person that was driving noticed they weren't really coyote eyes. Um, they seemed a little more human. So the car speeds past the coyote because it was kind of off to the side of the road. The coyote bolts and starts running alongside the car about 60 miles an hour. And every time it looks over, they can see its eyes glowing in the headlights. So this thing is just running alongside. So the driver looks away, pushes the pedal all the way down, and he looks over and all of a sudden it's not a coyote anymore. It's a man. Who's still running. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, still running about 60, 70 miles an hour. But now because he's changed back into a man, his eyes are now coyote eyes. Is he running upright? Or is he like still yes. on all fours? He's bipedal at this point. Yeah. yeah Barefoot he's running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And there are several accounts. Janine of... would pull over at this <laughs> For a naked man. <laughs> I was like, barefoot, naked, running. Yeah, sounds like he needs a ride. <laughs> but he's got an axe. But he's got but light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's actually a lot of different accounts of situations like that in the desert, middle of the night, driving, nobody else around. Animals oh. keeping pace. <clears throat> Seeing a human then run off into the desert, that sort of I thing. I mean, okay, my, my scientific brain says one thing, but then uh, I also get the, well, I, there's other parts that are not explainable with that. So, obviously, I mean, dog light, you know, if there was a dog in the desert and your headlights caught it, its eyes are going to glow. That's just nature of dog eyes, right? Like, you know, people getting red eye and well, photographs any and stuff like that. Glow. Yeah, but in dog eyes have the green glow to them or whatnot, like cats. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would explain glowing lights. And, of course, if you're driving 60 miles an hour, being able to see, oh, that looks like it has human eyes as you're driving down the highway. You're not going to be able to see that. But the whole running next to you at that point, though, that's where things get interesting with that. Is, what? is yeah. if it's an well, animal or I, human, you can't explain how it's keeping up next right, to Right, yeah, an animal running 60 miles an hour Except next to your car. Except it's dark outside and you can't really tell perception Right, and maybe well. they're, they're saying, oh, I was going 60, but really you're going like 30 or whatever. But still, Listen, but it runs off, you can't really tell what things are when the night, they look weird in shadows of the night. Stuff, yeah, right? but you could tell the difference between a coyote in the road and a naked man bipedally running <laughs> into the forest. <laughs> 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 Most people should be able to. Or, All right, I, or, or in my case, a tripedally man. <laughs> oh, shit. Mary, watch out. Uh, 
Okay, Jeez. I have made it clear in past podcasts, I am very much of the scientific mind. I'm not saying I believe in any of this that I am portraying right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're just relaying the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Right. Yeah. No, and I always try to figure out where they, they originate from with certain things. You know, like people, maybe they see things, you know, optical illusions and whatever else, you know, with certain things on there. Or maybe it's just, you know, part of the legend of things. It can run 60 miles an hour and it's eye switch and all that other stuff, which I love that kind of side of things. I, it, Native Americans have some of the best stories out there. And that's why I love those stories or, you know, the, the Wendigo and the, the Skinwalker and stuff like that. I, it, I find them to be extremely fascinating stories because of that. And so I don't want to like dissect their story and tear it apart because they're, they're amazing myths. They're amazing stories. I love them. They're, Fergie and I are keeping watch outside the window. <laughs> Fergie is our cat, and she's a busybody. Yeah, so. <laughs> she's just watching for the skinwalkers now. <laughs> watching yeah. for skinwalkers. Well, you know, so I, I didn't know they were devious. I, 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 uh, I read a lot of books. Um, With the name Skinwalker, I feel like you have to be devious. No, no I like I've read a lot of books where um, the the character is a skinwalker and. It it was more of like a witch thing, like they they were witches, so yes, a Navajo witch. I have heard that as well. Yes, hmm. and so they they were born that way. But the books I've read, they were like Lady Gog. They were like, more yes, uh, like investigative Gog. witches that would solve crime, and they would use their skinwalker abilities. That's called. That's be called. Uh, those, those are young adult fiction, right there. <laughs> That's that's good stuff. That's good writing. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, they all met with their alien powers. Well, no, at the end, they're, they're running after the naked man in the woods. I'm pretty sure that you're getting this. That, that's a book called, series called Twilight that you're thinking. Oh, of. no, no, no. No? No, no, no. no. no I think her book just turned not. into an erotic <laughs> Fan fiction over here. <laughs> <laughs> Skinwalker erotic fanfic. <laughs> Why are you reading my journal? How do you know this? <laughs> I'm writing my own. Janine has a diary with a little lock on it that has like a heart shaped key. <laughs> Dear, <laughs> because she doesn't know how to use the Dear computer diary, to lock. The skinwalkers are going to visit me soon. I can feel it any day now. Dear diary. Then they're going to take me away. <laughs> And yeah. as I saw his butt muscles, yeah, his butt muscles, <laughs> oh the, the gluteus maximus, the gluteus to maximus. The max. <laughs> yeah, butt muscles. All right, I'm gonna turn this stuff. back. Let's turn into a around. into a Tina Belcher fan fiction here. <laughs> for wh- and then for we all touch is, butts. Whoever yes. is still left listening, <laughs> I would like to continue the story for them. <laughs> this is dedicated to those three listeners. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Okay, right. I have another story from Tuba City, Arizona. Tuba City? Okay, I want to say I've heard of it, but all right. <laughs> if you've driven to the Grand Canyon from mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. it's there's an exit by Page. Okay. That's kind of, that has a big sign. Okay. So that's probably where you heard of it. But it's near Monument Valley, which is, in, which is where, you know, that Forrest Gump running scene yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Um, the beautiful rock formations. The Hulk, yeah. the Hulk with... Uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, a lot of stuff yeah. was filmed down there. Yeah. Um, so there's a building contractor doing repairs on an old ranch home, uh, and I'm taking this verbatim from another source. Okay. So just you do you. Thinking he's alone, the man is surprised to hear laughter coming from somewhere off in the sheep pens. Following the noise, the man turns a corner to the edge of the sheep pen, where before him the entire flock is huddled, shivering into one end of the pen, while on the other end a lone ram stands separated. 
He's standing upright, his front two hooves across his chest, and his horned head. <laughs> Wait, what? Someone serious. Siri to wanted to, to get involved in your story here, apparently. <laughs> I have no idea okay. why she turned up for. Okay, now I'm scared. I'm out. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> this, it's the skinwalkers. Okay, so there's a ram on the other end, right? Yeah. So he's standing upright, his two front hooves across his chest, and his horned head thrown back in gleeful, maniacal laughter that is unmistakably human. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because of the maniacal. Maniacal <laughs> Maniacal laugh. Watching this, the man jumps, and suddenly the ram spots him. For a fleeting moment, the two lock eyes, and just like the laughter, the ram's eyes are familiar in anything but animal. The ram falls back down to all fours and mills along as nothing had ever happened. Mm. So this contractor saw this happen. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that a skinwalker took over the ram. and So it's like a spirit in this circumstance instead of just being... Like a dude that was, you know, an actual skinwalker. It sounds like the skinwalker spirit overtook this ram. The ram was like, Wah! and then turned back into a ram again. Or because he didn't want to out himself, he acted like a ram. <laughs> oh, wait, I mean, bah. <laughs> totally bah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. So if you accidentally lock eyes with the skinwalker, they can absorb themselves into your body and take control of your actions. So it's possible the skinwalker was outside the pen him and the ram locked eyes, and he swooped on in. Mm. Oh. It's also said that skinwalkers, through the same eye-locking method, have the power to read human thoughts and even mimicly perf- or, sorry, mimic perfectly the voice of that person, which has been used to lure relatives and things like that. Or mimic their maniacal laugh. Maniacal True. laugh. <laughs> So we're, we're Muppets nerds around here. Apparently, so, Pam is not. So yeah, I, I'm okay. really Pam, not. I haven't seen any of the Muppets. Pam is just skipping over our Muppets jokes. Because yeah. like, I don't get them. Mine and Eric's uh, friend who used to live here, um, she used to live down in Monument Valley. She was dating. Um, I don't know what tribe it is down there. It's so Navajo down there. Is, it is. Okay. Yeah. I thought so. Anyway, so she was dating a Navajo and they had two beautiful daughters. Mm-hmm. But um, point of the story is, man, she told some scary stories to us. Mm-hmm. And first off, like we were all planning a, hu- a bunch of us were planning a huge trip down there to go visit Monument because none of us had been. Right. We've seen the pictures. It's gorgeous. Then one night, like we were just hanging out and she started telling the stories and I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm out. Like, yeah. no. And no one went. Like, everyone I th- came up with one reason or another why we couldn't get It's one of those where it's a great place until the sun goes down. Yeah, that's how she Ooh, like dust it. till dawn. Right, yeah, totally. That's when the vampires come out. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But I the was going to say that show Ghost mm. Adventures um, on the Travel Channel, they went down and did two episodes um, down in Navajo Nation. And the first one is called Skinwalker Canyon, and the other one is called the Upper Fruitland Curse. Anyways, the second one is about a ghost, but the Skinwalker Canyon, apparently they travel to the tribal land that is described as, and I'm quoting, a place where many residents refuse to enter in fear of encountering shape-shifting creatures. Hmm. And so, this is in the Four Corners area, you said, right? Monument Valley? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sounds the same. 
It doesn't give an air date, but this article was... Oh, Moo Moo. It was June 24th. <laughs> Moo Moo. That's a South Park reference. Yes, it is. Episode one. So anyways, check it out. I haven't seen it. I won't see it. But <laughs> <laughs> people who have, let me know. <laughs> yeah, it's good times. Uh, the, the Four Corners area just has a lot of really cool mysticism about it anyway. oh yeah well i mean you have monument valley natural bridges you have a bunch of different ruins there that sort of thing mm-hmm. it's a beautiful corner of the, of the world it really is so um, last thing i want to talk about is how to kill a skinwalker oh should you need to should you need i don't to. want anybody preface nobody got hunting for skinwalkers please you wait until they are a naked man running into the woods then you, but okay then they have them with have your car wolf eyes <laughs> yes So, uh, supposedly there's two different ways. So, one of the ways, and I don't believe this actually kills the human, just the skinwalker portion, is by calling them by their human name when they are in animal form. Okay. That kills them? Or just turns them back permanent? Probably turns them back permanently. I'm not quite sure. She's just probably, she's just (laughs) willy-nilly in this. Sure. Roll the dice. Let's see. Yeah. Eric. Oh, well, he's dead. I'll take either, right? Like, I will take either way. Whether that kills you or just keeps you away from turning into an animal, I don't care. What? I'll take either option. Okay. Yeah. Um, But then there's other myths that insist the only way to fully, fully kill them is with a bullet dipped in white ash. White ash? What's white ash? When everything burns down completely hot. Yeah. Okay. So you have regular ash from like charcoal and stuff yeah, like that's... that. And when it when all the carbon is totally gone from it is when okay. it turns white. So extra burned. Yeah. And you know, they're... I was thinking it was like ash from a virgin or something. So sorry. <laughs> I was trying to be a little more <laughs> mystical, but okay. it's not that mystical. Let's let's just burn like cook how some does hot a virgin... dogs and use the coals afterwards. How yeah. does a virgin produce ash? Well, well you like you burn, burn a virgin. Her, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, you burn the virgin that's so evil no yeah but to kill it's a, a sacrifice <laughs> it's a sacrifice the greater good plus how great is their life if they're a virgin right <laughs> <laughs> well they could still be young <laughs> <laughs> they have to be over 18 and a virgin <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Wow. And had to sign consent forms. Okay, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Just okay. not people with like one of those notepads. Like, hey, do you want to take a two minute question here? <laughs> with a clipboard. Yeah. On the yeah. You'll get a $25 Applebee. <laughs> wow. So there are stories of, you know, skinwalkers, people who think they're wolves, think they're coyotes, whatever, and shoot them. And then the next morning they go out and to find the dead animal body and it's a human that is has the same kind of bullet wound laying in the exact same spot. Hmm. So the idea is that you would shoot them, kill them, thinking they're a predator, but it's actually a skinwalker. But then they don't stay dead, though, because they're not killed with ash. Well, maybe they were. Oh. Or you were drinking or woke up in the middle of the night and super tired, not really knowing what's going on. Think a skinwalker is outside your house. And it's your your cousin Steve. <laughs> and you you're like, Steve, Steve and you shoot him. So now you said their name. Steve is so annoying. <laughs> but you're yeah. like, I shot a skinwalker in his thigh. And then there's Steve in your yard with a bullet wound in his thigh. Could be. Mm. Just saying. 
It totally was skinwalker. Steve's a skinwalker, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no one would convict. That dickhole Steve. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's it's really difficult to find a lot of really good stories on this because of how much the Navajo just completely refused to even talk about it. Yeah. I mean, they don't, let alone to white people or printed anything like having it documented but even like within the tribes within their reservations and communities it's something they do not talk about so i wonder how the legend even continues to exist if they don't really talk that much about it. mary's drunk friend <laughs> that's how drunk i was gonna say that <laughs> but then i felt bad that <laughs> Not saying it never gets out, just saying, you know, it's as far as It's kind of a taboo like, thing. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I'm sure there's people that don't believe in it, too. Just like, we don't believe in aliens. Um, we, Pam's is not a, too, we has an asterisk on there, by the way. Yeah, into ghosts. I mean, it's just what you believe in. And if you don't believe in it, then maybe you talk about it more like, oh, Janine and her aliens. Well, you know, I'm Mary a, and her Nessie. I'm a skeptic <laughs> on all that stuff. But I also find some of this stuff very intriguing and very interesting. Exactly. I'm with you on that one, Pam. I'm so. I'm such a skeptic. I like tearing things apart. But yeah. So um, that's Skinwalkers. Thank cool. you guys for having me again. Thank you, Pam. Thanks, I'm going to just continue to intrude. <laughs> yeah, this is like, Squatter what, your third rights. one now, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, it's your third. Holy cow. Yeah. Pam's got the frequent flyer card over here. So, yeah. Pam, thank you so much for joining thank us again. You, As thank always, you it was an me. awesome story. Thank you. Bye, Bye, everyone. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.